Hello and welcome to a weekly message. In today's message, Pastor Myron brings a special Christmas Eve message titled, O Holy Night, from Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Frank Capra's 1946 film, It's a Wonderful Life, is widely acclaimed as the number one Christmas movie of all time. But it wasn't always viewed in that light. When the movie debuted, it was actually a complete bust and lost half a million dollars, which 75 years ago was a huge amount of money. It was only with time that It's a Wonderful Life came to be appreciated for the Christmas classic that it truly is with its heartwarming story of genuine friendship. We all get choked up a little bit when we watch George Bailey's world come crashing down all around him, only for him to experience his friends showing up in his life at exactly the crucial moment. It's a Wonderful Life reminds me then of the story of Christmas and the birth of our Lord Jesus. God's word in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4 puts it this way. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman. Let's take a few moments and reflect on each of the three phrases from Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. The first phrase is this, but when the right time came. What was it about that moment, that era in history that made it the perfect time in God's wise and providential planning for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ? In those days in which the Lord Jesus stepped out of heaven to be born as Bethlehem's babe for the first time in history, the Mediterranean world, which was the cradle of civilization, was unified. And that under Imperial Rome's extensive system of roads and the Pax Romana, or Roman peace, which was imposed upon the entire empire. Those things meant that the news of the greatest gift of Christmas, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that it could be communicated quickly and throughout the known world. Then there was the language of the day. It was Koine Greek, and it was the perfect linguistic tool for conveying the truth of the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the eternal Son of God had stepped out of glory and into our broken world to be the Savior for all who would place their trust in Him. Then there was the Old Testament picture of the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, with its 65 or so specific predictions. That picture was now complete. And finally... In the days in which the Lord Jesus was born, it was a time in history in which people were hungry to really know God. Not just know about him. Meanwhile, organized religion, institutionalized religion was totally bankrupt. And so it was that these factors and others came together at a moment in history that made it the perfect time in God's providence for the Lord Jesus Christ to be born into our world. And like the gears of a fine Swiss timepiece... There was Almighty God orchestrating it all through thousands of years of history. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman. Here's the amazing thing about the providential timing of Almighty God. It wasn't a one-off thing that was only at work in the days in which our Lord Jesus Christ was born. It certainly was at work in those days, but it applies to each of our lives here this evening. None of us is here on this Christmas Eve sharing in these moments together by dumb luck. This is all a part of God's loving and wise plan for each of our lives. Our God in Christ Jesus desires this evening 
to pour his love, joy, peace, and hope over our lives. So let's open up our hearts to receive. And then, if you have never made a faith decision, a volitional choice on your part to surrender your life in faith to Jesus as the only one who could rescue you from your sins and lead your life, then in God's amazing timing, tonight's your night. What does the verse say? But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman. That phrase, God sent his son, literally conveys the idea of God sending forth out of or from himself the son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, that phrase is a statement of the deity and the eternal nature of our Lord Jesus Christ. When Almighty God looked down on this planet and its people, shattered by the deadly hammer of sin, God loved this planet and he loved its people. And God reached out to save sinful people separated by God, by Almighty God himself, in the Lord Jesus Christ, coming into this world as Savior. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, the manner in which the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, entered into our world then was, if you can believe it, he was born. The Spirit of God had come upon a young virgin by the name of Mary, supernaturally conceiving in her womb the Son of God and in history. On the first Christmas night, Almighty God, for whom the universe is too small to contain, was actually born. As Bethlehem's babe. And in that moment, God was incarnated. God was skin in his face. God took on a body and entered into our experience, both identifying with us and coming into this world to intervene on our behalf. On a cold and blustery evening, a farmer heard a faint tapping on the kitchen window in the house, and he went to investigate and came to understand that there were sparrows outside and they were freezing and they were tapping on the window, evidently aware of the warmth that was just on the other side of the pane of glass. The farmer was moved by this. So he put on his winter wear and stepped outside of the house and trudged through the snow and went to the barn and opened the door and turned on the light and scattered some hay about in hopes that the birds would find their way to shelter and get out of the cold. It didn't happen. So the farmer took some crackers broke the crackers into crumbs, and laid down a path, the cracker crumbs, into the barn, again hoping that that would lead the birds out of the cold and into the shelter of the barn. But alas, that didn't help either. The farmer reasoned that from the perspective of those tiny little creatures, he was this big alien, and it was going to be hard for them to get their heads around the fact that he was not to be feared, but in fact was trying to help them. And then the thought crossed his mind. If only even for just a moment he could become a bird. And somehow, perhaps then he could convey to those tiny creatures that he really cared about them and he was genuinely there to help. At a perfect time, the time of God's providential choosing, the Lord Jesus Christ, God incarnate, God with skin in his face, came into our world. And the Lord Jesus identified with us. He fully embraced the human experience and 
he experienced the very things that we do. Joy, sorrows, challenges, frustrations, hurts, pain. So what's your need this evening, my friends? Have a simple conversation with the Lord Jesus. Share with him what it is that's on your heart in terms of concern. He truly understands. He fully entered into the human experience. And as God Almighty, he is so able to pour timely mercy and grace over our lives to lift us up with respect to the need of our moment. The perfect God-man, our Lord Jesus, born into this world, identified with us and intervened on our behalf. Bethlehem's baby, the Lord Jesus, would grow up. And in his life, he would live the perfect life we could never live. And then one day in history, a Friday afternoon, this very Lord Jesus, the eternal Son of God, who earlier had stepped out of glory and into our world of time and space, our broken world, he gave himself willingly on the cross to pay for our sins, dying in our place, and he was raised to life three days later. So that everyone who would confess his or her sins and choose to yield their life to Jesus in faith as their only Savior and Lord would be forgiven, set free, restored to relationship with God, and given the free gift of forever life. The Lord Jesus, God Almighty, the only Savior of the world, came to planet Earth to intervene on our behalf with such love and grace. The year was 1847, and a parish priest in a small French village, went to a town shopkeeper and part-time poet, a fellow by the name of Placide Capot, and asked if he would write a poem for Christmas Eve Mass that year. Mr. Capot was humbled and honored, though somewhat shocked by the request. He nevertheless embraced it with joy, and in his mind's eye, he envisioned himself personally being there and witnessing the birth of the Lord Jesus in Bethlehem. And it moved him and motivated him and inspired him. And so shortly thereafter, he wrote the poem, Cantique de Noel. In time, he then asked his friend, a guy by the name of Adolf Adams, to put the poem to music. And so it was that this song, Cantique de Noel, was played, and they sang it for the first time ever at Christmas Eve Mass in 1847. And the song quickly gained great popularity. But not long thereafter, it was deemed to be unfit for worship services because Placide Capot had walked away from the parish and the church, and the composer Adams turned out that he didn't believe in Jesus at Christmas. Fast forward 18 years to 1855, and a guy from North America, a fellow by the name of John Dwight, John Sullivan Dwight, he heard the song, he was bilingual, he heard it in French, it grabbed him. And in particular, the line, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. Because John was an ardent abolitionist. He translated the song into English and brought it to North America in hopes that it would shine a spotlight on the evils of the slave trade in that era. Again, the English version of the song became quickly popular in North America, and then something happened that sort of shot it to superstardom. On Christmas Eve 1906, that song, Cantique de Noel, became the first ever song to be played on this brand new thing called radio. 
So from its inception in 1847, Cantique de Noël, requested by a long-forgotten parish priest, written by a fellow by, who left the church, given soaring music by a gentleman who didn't even believe in Christmas, and brought to North America by a gentleman's political motivation that it would shine a spotlight on the evil of slavery. It's become for us in our time one of the most beautiful and beloved pieces of Christmas music ever written. And in part, it goes like this. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. And what does the word of God say? But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman. Thank you for joining us for a weekly message. This Christmas Eve, let us be reminded that at the right time, God sent his son, born of a woman. That baby was born, changed the world, changed my life, and I pray has changed your life as well. This Christmas Eve and in the days and weeks to come, may we be reminded of the truth of Emmanuel, God with us. No matter what is going on, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever and longs to transform our life to reflect his goodness and his glory. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you'd like to learn more about what that means, please email us at help at hhhchurch.com. That's help, H-E-L-P, at H for Harvest, H for Hills, A for Alliance, church, C-H-U-R-C-H, dot com. We would love to share the impact that Jesus has made in our life and the love that he has for you. Now these words from Isaiah 7, verse 14. Look. The virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Praise God that Jesus was born. May God bless you as you go into the remainder of your day to be the hands, feet, and voice of Jesus.